Have you ever sat down to read your Bible and wonder where to begin, or question if the ancient words on those impossibly thin pages will ever make any sense? Maybe you've compared your Bible with the colorful and note-filled pages of others, or wondered how to understand why you believe what you believe. You're not alone, my friend. Welcome to the Biblical Context Matters podcast. I'm Bree Blum, and I will be your host while we take a closer look at God's Word through the eyes of the original audience, exploring the cultural, historical, geographical, linguistic, political, and religious influences upon the people and places of the Bible. Together, we'll learn how to intentionally study Scripture to get beyond surface-level knowledge and find a deeper belief and understanding of the heart of God. It's possible. Thank you, promise. What do birthday gifts, getting muddy, and Jesus have in common? I'll tell you all about it in episode two of the Let's Grow podcast. Shall we dig in? Several years ago, I went together with my dad to buy my mom a birthday gift. Little did I know that deciding to sign her up for a pottery class would end up being as much of a gift to myself as it was to her. You see, my dad was certain she would not go alone, so he signed me up as well, and I am forever grateful. I mean, think about it. How often do we have permission to play with mud as an adult? We attended our first class and quickly learned that there was a knack to this craft, one that was not a God-given talent that either of us possessed, and we quickly dubbed ourselves as the Queen and Princess of Wabi Sabi which is the Japanese view centered on the acceptance of imperfection. But over time, we learned new techniques and ways to approach our time sitting before the wheel, and slowly we began to improve. Thank you, Jesus. Eventually, not every pot came out looking like a twisted mess. When working with clay on a wheel, the most crucial part is centering it. This takes a lot of practice and patience as you work with the elements of clay, water, and the centrifugal force of the spinning wheel. It's sometimes a small miracle if you can get a mound of clay to cooperate. But with enough practice, you can take something that looks like a ball of wet clay and form it into something aesthetically pleasing to the eye. You know, we're a lot like this ball of clay. In fact, scripture tells us that God is our potter and we are his clay. From the beginning of time, God has been fashioning us from a bit of wet dirt and transforming us into beautiful creations. In Genesis 2 verses 4 through 6, it says, When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Wet dirt. And next verse, we find out just how important this compound would be. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. The Hebrew word for the word ground that is used in verse 7 is adama a-d-a-m-a-h the hebrew word for the man created from this wet dirt is adam a-d-a-m 
due to the large number of elements that are found in both the human body and the Earth's crust, secular scientists as well as Christians believe that man returns to dust. And in order to return to something, you must go back to a place or state of being. In essence, both secular science and scripture believe the account that we read from Genesis. We are the clay. What I learned one of the most important lessons of pottery, other than centering, is to develop a plan even before sitting down to the wheel. I came to a deeper appreciation of the words in the book of Jeremiah, in God's call to him in chapter 1, verse 5. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. We also see this carried out later in chapter 18 when Jeremiah is instructed by God to visit a potter. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah saying, Go down to the potter's house and I will speak to you there. So I did as he told me and found the potter working at his wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crushed it into a lump of clay and started over. Then the Lord gave me this message, O Israel, can I not do to you as this potter has done to his clay? As the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. What we see here in these passages is that God's will for our lives was established before we were even created, and that if we surrender to his skillful hand, we can be made into his treasured creation. But often things get in the way of us fully surrendering to a skillful hand. Am I right? We face all kinds of problems. Times of sadness or hardship. We might lose a job or a loved one. We might even feel like we're losing ourselves. Each experience seems to add another dent to our exterior. We may be forced to withdraw from others and so we retreat into ourselves. Our lives and our faith become so brittle that we crack under the slightest pressure. And we begin to believe the lies of the enemy that we're alone and deserve the punishment. So we build a hardened exterior and we don't allow anyone in, not even God. Let's take a minute and listen to a story that I came across a few years back that will help us understand what it might be like if we surrender to God's will. It is entitled, The Teacup Story. There was a couple who took a trip to England to shop in a beautiful antique store to celebrate their 25th wedding anniversary. They both liked antiques and pottery, especially teacups. And spotting an exceptional cup, they asked, May we see that? We've never seen a cup quite so beautiful. And the lady handed it to them, and suddenly the teacup spoke. You don't understand. I have not always been a teacup. There was a time when I was just a lump of clay. My master took me and rolled me, pounded and patted me over and over, and I yelled, Don't do that! I don't like that! Let me alone! But he only smiled and gently said, Not yet. Then wham! I was placed on a spinning wheel and suddenly I was spun around and around and around, Oh, stop it. I'm getting so dizzy. I'm going to be sick, I screamed. 
but the master only nodded and said quietly, Not yet. He spun me and poked and prodded and bent me out of shape to suit himself, and then he put me in the oven. I never felt such heat. I yelled and knocked and pounded at the door. Help! Get me out of here! I could see through the opening, and I could read his lips as he shook his head from side to side. Not yet. Ugh. When I thought I couldn't bear it another minute, the door finally opened. Oh, he carefully took me out and put me on the shelf and I began to cool. Oh, that felt so good. This is much better, I thought. But after I cooled, he picked me up and he brushed paint all over me. The fumes were terrible. I thought I was going to gag. Oh, please stop. Stop it, I cried. It only... He looked at me, and he said, Not yet. Then suddenly, he put me back into the oven, only it was not like the first one. This one was twice as hot, and I knew I was going to suffocate. I begged, I pleaded, I screamed, and I cried. I was convinced I was never going to make it. I was ready to give up. And just then... The door opened, and he took me out again and placed me on the shelf, where I cooled and waited and waited some more, wondering, what is he going to do with me next? And an hour later, he handed me a mirror and said, look at yourself. And I did. And I said, that's not me. That couldn't be me. It's beautiful. I'm beautiful. Quietly, the potter spoke. I want you to remember how it hurt to be rolled and pounded and patted. But had I just left you alone, you would have dried up. I know it made you dizzy by spinning you around on the wheel. But if I had stopped, you would have crumbled. I know it hurt and it was hot and disagreeable in the oven. But if I had not put you in there, you would have cracked. I know the fumes were bad when I brushed and painted you all over, but if I hadn't done that, you never would have hardened. You would have not even had any color in your life. If I hadn't put you back into that second oven, you wouldn't have survived for long because the hardness would not have held. Now you are a finished product. Now you are what I had in mind when I first began with you. God knows what he's doing for each of us. He is the potter. We are his clay. He will mold us and make us and expose us to just enough pressure that we may be made into a flawless piece of work to fulfill his good, pleasing, and perfect will. When life seems hard and you're being pounded and patted and pushed almost beyond endurance, when your world seems to be spinning out of control and you feel like you're in a fiery furnace of trials, when life seems to stink, try this. Brew a cup of your favorite tea in your prettiest teacup. Sit down and think on this story, and then have a little talk with a potter. Sweet sister, I challenge you to spend some time talking to the potter. Ask for his guidance in trusting him and surrendering your will to him so that he may smooth out your dents. 
fashion you into a beautiful creation so that one day he will return and take you home where you'll shine brightly for him for all eternity. Will you join me in prayer? O Father, we are clay in your hands. You breathe the breath of life into our lungs only after carefully planning out each moment of our lives. And we thank you, Lord, for the blessings that you bring into them. But we also thank you for the trials that teach us to rely upon you. Spirit, we ask that you guide our steps as we seek to follow your prompting more closely. Help us to look for you in each moment and how you are shaping our lives from the imperfect vessels that we are into your glorious creation. Jesus, we bless your holy name and praise you for the gift of your salvation that we might one day be able to stand before you blameless and without flaw. Until that day, may we be a light and a vessel of your grace and peace to all of those we meet. We love you, Jesus, and it is in your name that we pray. Amen. Oh, friend, what a blessing it is to share the word with you today on the Let's Grow podcast. Be sure to subscribe to receive future episodes, and we'd love for you to join us on Facebook and Instagram by searching for Intentional Filling. Let's connect. Be sure to check out our show notes for all the links to everything that I've shared today. And my friend, I just want to say God bless to you. We'll see you next time. Keep growing. Do you enjoy learning about scripture through its context? We invite you to visit our website, intentionalfilling.com, to check out the number of resources we have available in our shop, including worksheets, studies, and even our free online course, Rooted in the Word. Subscribe to the Biblical Context Matters podcast to be alerted of our new episode for more faith-boosting content. Until next time, read your Bible and remember, Biblical Context Matters.